the blast from our past network. Hot right? Hot right? Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast where two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back. Hey, I'm Adam. I'm Corey. Dude, I was getting uh, shades of Jean Ralphio from you from uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Technically, I'm homeless. (laughs) Dude, John Ralphio is one of my favorite TV characters of all time. Dude, he is hilarious. I love his character. And when they brought in Jenny Slate, yes. I don't think there has been a better brother-sister casting yes. in TV history. Like Even real brother and sisters aren't as good as John Ralphio and his sister, uh, I can't even remember her name, but Jenny Slate's character. Yeah, yeah. so much so that I think... Back in my very first episode with you ever, when we recast uh, Ghostbusters, uh-huh. I think I used him, John Ralphio, as Vankman. Oh, okay. You know, I could see that. Yeah. Okay. I think that's where okay. I went with it. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, cool. lo- love those characters so much. Yeah. Maybe maybe one day we'll dabble in the old Parks and Rec, but uh, we'll probably let you all decide that. And, and Right now, you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, you guys can pick. I was going to say, right now, you're going to dabble in my package. I mean, the package. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we are talking... The Package, Season 8, Episode 5. It first aired October 17th, 1996. Corman, man, could you please give us that synopsis? Of course. George attempts to wow a woman at the photo store by having Kramer take seductive photos of him. Jerry refuses to accept a suspicious package, so Uncle Leo signs for it. Elaine learns that all of her doctors think she's a difficult patient. Before we get into our scene-by-scene breakdown, I just want to mention, if you guys are listening to this episode on our free feed, one, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. And if you want more Cartwright and Seinfeld podcast in your life, go over to to patreon.com slash Cartwright, and you can get all of our back catalog, every single episode that we've got, not just every other, all for Uno Dinero. Um, I'd buy that for a dollar. That is nothing wrong. <laughs> Say it correctly. I'd buy that for a dollar. There you go. And then for people who don't know, that's from RoboCop. That's from Robert Cop, yes. <laughs> and go listen to anything on Podcasting After Dark or Blast from Our Past with Corey to get more of his breakdown of Robert Cop. <laughs> so, all right, let's get into this episode. We're going to start our scene-by-scene scene breakdown. And we start off in a, with a completely unnecessary cold open. Newman and Kramer are talking about the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, the thing I like is Newman. Of course, of it's course. fucking Newman. <laughs> they're smoking cigars just in the middle of, like, I assume, Central Park. Yeah. Uh, and they're just talking about weird shit about alien uh, stuff. No, so they're talking about that alien autopsy on Fox. Do you not remember uh, that special that came out, like, in 96, 95, not, somewhere around here? 
Not really. I don't Dude. really that. Look that shit up, man. That was fucking huge. So, guys and gals, obviously there was no YouTube or anything back in 1996. Fox had aired this special called Alien Autopsy, where it was like found footage of an alien autopsy, and it blew people's fucking minds. Now, now nowadays, everyone, it's, it's fake and everything, but at the time... This was, you know, around the Blair Witch Project stuff and everything. So, like, found footage was big and new at the time, and that alien autopsy was massive talk. Uh, I saw it when it first aired. It fucking blew my mind. I was like, this is it. Aliens, like, we all know about it now, and nothing, like, sort of came of it because it was probably fake. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and of course Definitely. now you can easily go find the alien autopsy on YouTube and probably a gazillion other ones like it. But at the time, having that aired on Fox was yeah. a huge fucking deal, man. Because, you know, they had like somebody set it up and, you know, people were they were talking to people. Like they made a whole program about it. Okay. Yeah, I I, I don't really remember that. I mean, I was ten ish at that time, but yeah, just didn't really remember that being a thing. Um but yeah, they're whole they have a whole little talk about you know, different conspiracies and things like that. And at the, the little tag at the end, you know, talking about Bermuda Triangle and how some of it's all BS. And then at the end, like, but what about that alien autopsy thing? Kramer's like, oh, yeah, that totally that, that's totally real. Yeah. And, ha ha ha. A little joke in there. Yeah. But. And and this is, um, uh, you know, I do like this one because it's it, no. like I've always talked about. It's they're talking about nothing, which I enjoy. But I, I get why you don't like it, because it has absolutely no connection to the storyline of the episode other than, I guess, telling us that Newman is going to be in it, you know. Um, but you're right. It has absolutely nothing to do with the show whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess my lack of memory towards the alien autopsy didn't help either. I, th I Yes, I think that's probably the case. And I... I don't give any fucks about conspiracy theory stuff. It's just like, I find that stuff ridiculous. I'm a very pragmatic person. I will say the only thing I do believe in is I think there are aliens. Now, do I think there are aliens who walk among us or have traveled to earth? Yes. No, oh, I, I oh, don't. Oh, the answer is no. I okay, don't. Yeah, got it. Not at all. <laughs> uh, do I, do I think, <laughs> do I think there are aliens who might live, millions upon billions of light years away and then we will never reach them in humans entire existence very likely or are are the aliens um you know the size of cells and like you know they're just you know they don't have our capacity for anything near us probably but there is some kind of life out there i don't think that there are aliens that have this space travel that can beat the speed of light and can like travel to all of us and have been to earth and all that. I think that's all bullshit. Well, that's where you're wrong, buddy. They're not beating the speed of light. They're teleporting here. They're moving through dimensions. <laughs> They're not coming from other solar systems. Oh, oh guys and gals, I am the exact opposite of Adam when it comes you to all a, of this stuff. What a crock of shit. I believe in everything just short of flat earth, but I'll dig into some <laughs> hollow earth. I'll dig into some hollow moon. Oh, buddy, I'll get into all all of that shit. <laughs> How have you not started one of these bullshit podcasts about this yeah. stuff? Well, the problem is nowadays, like in a post Q or, or, you know, QAnon world, like, unfortunately, all conspiracy theories, for some reason, go to like an anti-Semitic, like swing at some point. And that's where I kind of, I cut it off. I'm like, that's, that's bullshit right there. So guys and gals, I know a lot of you people out there think, you know, we all understand that conspiracy theories also sort of coincide with Q stuff. I'm not. I don't go down that road. If it gets into anti-Semitic territory, I I shut it down at that point. And yeah, now at this point, there's just way too many uh, uh, conspiracy podcasts out there. 
you're all just equally freaking ridiculous <laughs> I, I know i know <laughs> i love it i love how much you hate it and don't like like believe in it and it is that's how much i love it and do that's believe just, in it <laughs> man i am i am very much a see feel here kind of guy yeah, with yeah. almost everything <laughs> and you're just like what there's a sasquatch up the street oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna go check it why do you think i live in oregon i'm gonna find him yeah. baby <laughs> all right well let's get things back on track let's keep talking seinfeld let's kind of go through the actual episode all right elaine is at the doctor <laughs> not the made-up shit <laughs> not the made-up shit elaine's at the doctor's notices that her uh doctor's note calls her uh, doctor's like uh you know history patient history calls her difficult and obviously this upsets her the doctor kind of jokingly gets it and kind of oh i'll just erase that erase that <laughs> it's, but it's pen she's and, like, and i love her face she's like but that was written in pen like she was like we both know now, what you just now did. that is that is one thing that i think some doctors need to fucking calm down about is they expect, uh, you know, they expect that you're an idiot and, you know, everything they say will never be questioned once whatsoever. And so Elaine, who has some modicum of intelligence, like that's pen. You can't erase that. And then he's like, oh, she's being difficult. Yeah. But it's like, but I do think to an extent, some doctors like have this hubris that like, yeah, I'm a doctor. You have to listen to every fucking word I say and never question me. And it's just like, well, you're a human. Do not humans err? Yeah, of course. To err is to live, or to err is to be human, or whatever the hell that line is. Um, but I just, I don't know. That's just me kind of ripping on on annoying stuff. But, like, the, obviously the joke is here that Elaine is being called out for being difficult. Right. And she wasn't even difficult, like, in the first place. But, yeah. No. No. Now, maybe in that very first time when they talk about how she was difficult, she was probably. She, she was just. Wear, she, it was just a mole. She's like, I even wore a, a tank top. She, like she <laughs> didn't. Yeah, she didn't. Right. She didn't want to wear a gown, and she yeah, which is actually is totally fine. Like yeah. to force person to strip down to a bullshit paper gown, but you're right. She wasn't at all. So <laughs> anyway, uh, George gets some pictures back, and uh, from the photo developer boy is that dated oh, well, yeah the one hour photo and yeah. uh and the and the the young lady cool she is gorgeous uh, oh, man oh man uh her name is heather campbell uh oh, she didn't have a she does not have an imdb picture but apparently she was on baywatch like i think an episode and then she was on i never knew existed the police academy the series oh uh, okay yeah didn't really know about that one you didn't know i didn't know that they made a tv show based on police academy but you were dead on this girl was so fucking cute. I wish she played Anna in the previous episode. Yeah. 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 She was. Yep. I was like one. I was like one. She's kind of like she's talking to him kind of almost kind of flirting with yeah. him. And I'm like, George, how the hell do you get these attractive ladies? Even Anna is way above your league. And of course, all these others way above your league. But like. George isn't particularly funny or anything amazing. And it's just like this drop dead, gorgeous, cute, awesome chick is like, oh, ha 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 ha. Yeah. Hey, whatever. And I'm just like, I mean, 
boy, yeah, they, is, is that, yeah, that sitcom writing. I was going to say, I mean, I think when I was a kid, this is what started to inform me about the, the reality break between sitcoms and what happens in real life. You know what I mean? Because I'm just like, this right here is just, it's just sitcom writing. Like, George just gets yeah. hot chicks after hot chicks after hot chicks. And I'm sorry, George is not an ugly guy. But his also his personality doesn't help him, so like he would need no. in a, such a better personality. You know what I mean? Yes, he to- would. <laughs> <laughs> he would need to be a bad boy, which he's not. He's not. He's not a bad boy. He's, no. he's a nice. He's a nice guy. So he's a moron. Right. <laughs> he is a complete and utter moron. All right, we've got to Kramer and Jerry. They are chatting at the apartment about his stereo that isn't really working properly right now. Uh, George comes in. Talks about this photo, you know, the one hour photo girl, uh, you know, who's he you know, mentioned. She mentioned something about, oh, this mustard stain on my shirt and ha ha ha. I uh, hope you got it out. And, you know, all this kind of cute flirting and whatnot. We also see that Kramer, he's going to help Jerry with the uh, stereo. It's out of warranty, but Kramer, he's got something. He'll don't worry about it. Yeah. And he in in. Jerry asks Kramer, like, why don't you listen to your stereo? And Kramer says he stole, he said he sold it to Loomis uh, for, like, some steaks or something. And I was yeah. like, why didn't you mention Bob Sacamano? Like, and I was like, oh, we haven't had a Bob Sacamano reference in forever. Now, nice thing is, we're going to get one. Uh, it's we- not in this episode, it's the next one. But it's... Weirdly placed, I would say. It, it but is- we will talk, we'll talk about yeah, it. We'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about it when we get there. But here's my note here was... And then Loomis gets brought up, and I think in the next episode as well. And both uh, of those times, I'm always like, why aren't they just talking Bob Sacamano? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, they established yeah. him as the the guy that Kramer talked about for so like so many they episodes. Did. And then nothing for a long time to the point where you yeah. brought it up. You're like, dude, we haven't heard Bob Sacamano in, like, two seasons. And I'm like, yeah. yeah right. You know? So. All right. Uh, Elaine comes in and discusses this whole, you know, being written up as difficult. Um the only thing I really noticed about once Elaine got in there was Jerry grabbed a box of Waffle Crisp. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, Waffle Crisp. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And then George, you know, he's taking pictures because he wants to develop another role, you know, for yes. the one-hour photo. And I love how he, uh, uh, Jerry and Elaine sort of get into it, you know, and she's like, she little sh-, And George is like, smile. And they both turn and smile, you know. But she does yeah. like the, I'm about to say shit, but doesn't, you know. Yes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But the important part uh, being that George got a picture of Jerry and Kramer kind of like, uh, well, that was, that was with Elaine and thing, but earlier yeah. George, as he's taking pictures, he got something of Jerry kind of messing with the stereo stereo in, you know, in the picture of the stereo is intact, which will of yeah. course come into play later. Yep. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, Elaine, uh, goes to a different doctor trying to be nice and easy. She's already got a gown on. Cause she had talked about her story of, you know, uh, not wanting to wear the gown, and that's what created this whole difficult note before. Um, but uh, he says, oh, no, don't worry. I need to look at your history, which we get from other doctors. And he obviously sees some notes in there about her difficultness. And he bu- trying to bug out quickly, and she tries to stop him, be, you know, whatnot, and he ends up taking another note. So, ha, ha, ha. And, and it's like she has, like, a rash on her arm. He just, like, glances at it. He's like, oh, it looks fine. You'll, you'll be fine, you know. But obviously it's wrong because it just it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Yep. At the apartment, a package is dropped off for Jerry, but he doesn't know who it's from or what it is. And, you know, it's got no return address. So this mailman, the mailman is acting very strange and, like, pushy on this thing and jerry wants to not accept the package 
Yeah, it, it was kind of like an interesting exchange, like because yeah. they were both. It was almost like they were both being alphas trying to, you know, talk it out mm-hmm. or something. Um, but the that uh, male person, his name is uh, Ramon Franco. He he's been in, in a just a ton of shit, but uh, he, a lot of TV stuff. But he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, in a small oh. part there. Um, but yeah, this was a this was an interesting thing. It was interesting because I was like. Why isn't it Newman? You know what I mean? Like why? I, but I guess Newman yeah. is not the mail delivery person to their apartment yeah. complex. You know yeah, that makes course. sense. It just felt like weird that it wasn't Newman as the mail person. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I got it, but like, I think it does make sense. We're gonna get Newman we coming, so I'm okay with that. It's rectified, yeah. right? So, uh, George comes in uh, kind of during this time. Um, he just he laughs kind of at Jerry refusing this package because it's he doesn't know what it is what if it's a bomb and he's like oh the gall of jerry thinking that someone would bomb him like he's some famous important celebrity and i was trying to think like in 96 was this a part of the zeitgeist where like random like was the the unabomber Unabomber. was he still around then or when did they capture him i feel like it was just in the the you know it was out there and people were scared of like anthrax and packages and stuff so I didn't know if yeah. they were trying to like tap into something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he was apprehended in '96, so that is that of April of '96. So I think that probably is exactly what they're trying to to tap into. Right okay. There. Okay. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, I'm Tim, and I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. George, he uh, got some pictures to uh, try and impress Sheila, um, and or he got some pictures, you know, from from her and whatnot, and he finds some sexy shot uh, in his new set of pictures, and yeah, uh, you know what? Actually, 
I just found an inconsistency in this episode. Okay. So he went and took that shot of Jerry earlier with the stereo. He just came back from the one hour photo. That shot should be in this fucking grouping. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be in the next one. Shouldn't be. It should not be in the next grouping. It should be in the grouping right now because he just he had shot them earlier and now he's just came back from an un, another developed thing. And like, I don't know. I guess you know what? Fuck it. I guess maybe he took other shots and whatever. Um, but he specifically said, "I'm trying to impress her with all, with some other shots, trying to get her yeah. talking." And then he did that, and this is where he finds that shot that he thinks she snuck in, which is like a lingerie sexy yeah. shot. Yeah. Um. But that shot of Jerry with the stereo should be in this batch. Right. Agreed. I, you're right. I think you're completely right on that one. Yeah. But, all right, whatever. Maybe he had a couple rolls. And He's just been this yeah, was, using them and, yeah, going through them. Sure. And he doesn't want to drop them all off at the same time because he wants to extend his yeah. his talking period. Let's let's give it that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. that. That's the only logical yep. conclusion. The important thing is he finds a sexy shot of a near-naked lady that he assumes to be the uh, uh, the woman at the one-hour photo. And, and, of course, what conclusion does he jump to? Oh, I'm going to go ask her out. And I love how Kramer's like, hold on now, you know. And I love how he's like, you know, gee, I really like your picture. Would you like to go out on a date with me, please? He's like, no, this is the art of seduction. You need to, like, seduce her with more pictures and stuff. And, you know, I... If this was her her intention, I think Kramer has a valid point. But then mm-hmm. later on, we also know that she got excited when when George did ask her out. So I think she was just wanting him to ask yeah. her out at this point. Because I think at this like really all she did was remark on the mustard, and I do think that was a way for her to say, "Hey, I, I'm paying attention to you now. You ask yes. me out." But yep. it, the 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 lingerie picture throws the whole thing off, you know. It does. And now Kramer pushes George to play the game, if you will. Yep. So uh, we cut to Uncle Leo. Leo. Hello. (laughs) And he is talking to that same mailman. Apparently, he lives close enough to Jerry to have the exact same mailman. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess so. Because I imagine mailmen in New York probably have like only a few blocks where they would handle because they have to do so many apartment complexes. But I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah. So um, they, you know, the mailman knows Uncle Leo is Jerry's uncle. And they talks about, oh, he didn't sign for this package. And Leo's like, oh, I'll take care of it. I'll sign it for him. So he ends up uh, getting the package. Elaine and George are in a taxi together. And George is talking about, you know, taking these, you know, want to take a sexy shot uh, for somebody. He's like, oh, have you ever done that for a guy? And she's like, yeah. You remember the nipple, the Christmas card, the nipple shot? Nice little reference. I, yeah. I love that. And, and I love how George's like, oh, yeah, and then just immediately looks down at her chest. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Of course. I've always when, loved the Christmas card. When, no, this is this is a, a whole kind of another side tangent. But once you've seen a woman naked, like, it sometimes, sometimes can be hard, you know, not to... Imagine them naked when you see them. Correct. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're speaking the truth, baby. Speak. Hey. Preach. Preach. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. And I'm so. sure it goes the same way with guys, too. That when, when a woman sees us naked, yeah. they, they can't only picture us naked in our beautiful 
beautiful uh, uh, slim... The male body. Yeah. Male, <laughs> male body is disgusting. The female body is yeah. a work of art. Exactly. That. We're built for utility purposes, not for uh, yep. sleek design. But George kind of asks her about uh, Kramer's photo work. Other than the whole nipple aspect, she's like, oh, I had a, you know, he was a good photographer. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. he did a good job. <laughs> yeah. So... So yeah, so you kind of we can tell George is slightly interested in that uh, route. So uh, Elaine, she's got this, you know, that's why she's at the doctor the whole time. She's got this rash and yeah. it's going crazy. So she goes to doctor's office, tries to steal the chart, uh, and she does steal the chart. You know, trying to fix the problems. You know, the the uh, being noted up as uh, difficult, and she gets onto the elevator. Uh, but the doctor stops her and then pulls it and writes another thing yeah now at the beginning of the scene the receptionist that she talks uh, to uh -huh. um you probably won't care as much but that actress's name is uh shuko uh, kune um and for me and a, and a bunch of the other 80s kids out there she was the voice of a character called jinx in the gi joe the movie yeah i don't care with with uh, <laughs> do, you, do you know any gi joe at all i you know i've seen the cartoon but I saw it for Blast from Our Past, and it sucks. Like I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not a GI Joe cartoon fan. That was before my time. Yeah, no, I, I know. just didn't give a shit about it. Yeah. So, so for me, who grew up in the '80s, when I saw that, I got super excited, and of course, sent a, a picture and a text to uh, Zach and Diallo because I knew they'd care. And I kind of, in the back of my head, figured that you wouldn't. But she's nope. Jinx in GI Joe the movie. Good times. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at the apartment, Uncle Leo calls and says, tells Jerry that he got the package. And Jerry, you know, first doesn't want to have him open the package. And then Leo says something about, uh, of course, uh, you know, his cousin, Jeffrey, George, Jerry's cousin, Jeffrey. And Jerry's like, eh, go ahead and open the package. <laughs> Why don't you open that package? And then so, we hear an explosion. Yes, we do. And we go to commercial break. We come yeah, back yeah. from break. And it wasn't a bomb. Uncle Leo apparently left an oven cleaner canister in the oven as it got heated. And that's what happened. But it started a fire. And apparently we hear it singed his eyebrows. Yeah. All right? and, and he looks like and he, well, now he looks like a seal. <laughs> yeah. It does say that. And then we Jerry's got the package at this point, and he's, uh, it's got bits and pieces of his stereo. That's what's been in there. In comes Kramer, who explains, yeah, it had no warranty, so I insured, I put it in the mail and insured it for 400 bucks, and now it looks like the mail people fucked it up. Yeah, and, and but it's okay, because it's just a write-off for them. And then Jerry and Kramer have this whole exchange about what is a write-off, and if Kramer doesn't know, Jerry doesn't know, no one knows, and this clip always gets circulated in the Seinfeld, like, you know, fan pages every single tax day. Every year, this this <laughs> clip gets circulated. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, all right, uh, Elaine, we see is having issues finding a doctor. Uh, Jerry actually recommends the guy that Uncle Leo is going to because of the eyebrow situation that we just had seen or just heard about. Uh, George is at Kramer's apartment, and they do some what now is referred to as doudoir. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a term so you've heard, for it. Yes. Have you heard of boudoir? Oh, boudoir yeah, yeah. is the term for like, you know, ladies in lingerie taking sexy shots for their, their, husbands, significant, yeah. their significant other. Exactly. But guys doing it for their significant other is called doudoir. Ah. And 
honestly, I would do Dudoir in a second if I didn't hate my fat fucking body. <laughs> like, the second I get to a spot where I'm like, okay, Adam, you're looking good or good, you're looking better. I would find somebody to take some Dudoir shots and I would wear skimpy shit. And I, I think Kay would love it. I think Keisha would really dig that. And of course, if you ever do do it, at some point in the shoot, you have to do the the pose that you know the George does, <laughs> yeah, the famous exactly one. Yeah, the, the yes, the, the reach. reaching out. It's yeah. it's great. Now, did you notice the facility? The facility Jerry was was on his like counter behind yep. him, and then that awesome like like car trunk couch thing that he has yeah it was how fucking cool was that yeah i mean kramer obviously he's gonna have a unique apartment and, and it looks different than season seven or at least we're seeing yeah. different parts than they did than we saw in season seven true true true, true. so uh elaine gets a call from the american medical association uh they're obviously keeping an eye on her some crazy shit is going down uh that she just keeps getting written up and written up now did we know that her middle name was marie before I don't remember. Yeah. I don't. Be- I don't remember that. I, I don't either. So I just I wrote it down. So her, her name is Elaine Marie Bennis. Okay. Well, we knew the yeah. Bennis. Yeah. Well, yeah. That. But yeah, I didn't. We didn't. I didn't know that it was the Marie in the middle, middle name though. Nope. Uh, did you recognize the voice on the phone? I, I was. I was wondering if it was Larry. Da- I mean, it's not Larry David because he's not there. So I didn't kind of pay no. attention to it. It's an uncredited role from an all-time great comedic actor. Oh. One of my. F- favorite SNL people of all time. Holy shit. Okay. Phil Hartman oh did my. the voice on the phone. Oh my god. I could not tell it was him. I mean, he's a great voice guy, but I once once uh cuz I saw that in the credits or saw that in the um like the IMDb credits and then I could listen I was like, "Oh yeah, that's totally him. He's hiding it a bit, but it was just a little uncredited thing that he added to the Seinfeld world. I so wonder I if that. was he just like or was he just around and then like someone need, you know, like yeah, cuz if you're uncredited Correct me if I'm wrong. You're not getting paid, right, for it? Um, I don't. I I doubt it. But I, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't know if that's for sure. Or you get paid scale or paid less or something like that. I don't. You know. I don't know if um. You know. SAG has a specific. You know. You you if you make a cameo and it's not credited, that you don't get paid for it. I don't know if that's the thing. Um, because I bet there are people who get paid for their big fucking cameos and shit like all the time. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know the their system. Because if something like this kind of also reminds me of how, you know how, like, um, what the fuck, uh, the new James Bond, Craig. Dan- you know how uh, Daniel yeah, no- Craig um, mm-hmm. did a Stormtrooper voice in Force Awakens? Um, yeah. But, but he's uncredited. And still to this day, he can't technically, like, say on camera that it was him because, like, they uh, could actually get in trouble for it because he wasn't paid and yada, yada, yada. But he was, like, he was just in Pinewood Studios and he was, like, filming Bond. And he's like, please, God, just let me be in a Stormtrooper costume. I don't mm-hmm. care. And J.J. Abrams actually, you know, gave him that role and everything. But he still is uncredited to this day because he didn't take any money for it whatsoever. Well, then maybe. Because SAG people, sometimes the, some of the SAG guilds are so crazy strict that maybe, you know. Because I heard that he, if he talks yeah. about it, he may get in trouble with SAG for because he has sp- spoken lines in it, too. Yeah, that could that could be it. Yeah. That could be a situation. So, all right. If anyone out there actually knows anything about this kind of stuff, that, that'd be awesome. Yep. Let us know, you know. All right, at Leo's doctor, Elaine shows up. She's pretending to be Leo's nurse. Nurse you know, Paloma. 
<laughs> Merspaloma and talking about, oh, Leo's got a rash as well. Um, and eh, there's some funny stuff. The doctor kind of steps away for a second and Leo's worried about his eyebrows. So she draws on him. All right. We will cut back to that in a second. Jerry checks on uh, with the postal service about his insurance. Um, but he gets stopped by Newman who pops in and he has sus- suspicion of mail fraud. Ooh. Cut back to uncle Leo. His <laughs> eyebrows look very angry. And now the doctor thinks he's difficult. And so he writes down uh, a little note into his book. Yeah. So for a while I was like a part of a bunch of different Seinfeld fan pages and no lie. After a while, it's just everybody dropping pictures of some of girls with eyebrows and saying, I don't care for their demeanor. <laughs> that's all it becomes. And, uh-huh. and I'm just like that. That's just not at this point. It's literally a hundred times a day on every single page. That's what everybody does. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, I you, none of you are funny. And I left every single Facebook fan group because of that. I- I'm on one Seinfeld group left, and I I like it. I'm on the genius Seinfeld quotes. I think that one is, it's okay sometimes, but it is a lot of the same shit over and over and over. I'm like, you people think you're funny, but you ain't. (laughs) And I'm sure, I'm sure someone's listening right now. Drop that meme and is yelling at me in the car right now. Oh, you think you're funny, but you're not either. Well, maybe, but I didn't also make that meme for the millionth fucking time. (laughs) Well, maybe that millionth and one would be the funniest one. (laughs) Maybe. Think about that, bitch. Maybe. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. <laughs> All right, George drops off his roll of film for uh, this for the attractive lady Sheila to develop, but she's got to go to lunch, so she hands it over to coworker Ron. And so uh, she also kind of mentions, uh, kind of off the cuff, that. You know, the model that keeps coming in is missing a lingerie shot. So this explains, doesn't really explain how it got there, but it explains whose shot it was that ended up in George's set. Right. Yeah. You know. Which you would think is setting up that she doesn't like him, but that's not the case. So that's kind of strange. It was almost like a bait and switch and bait again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know? and Ron is played by Barry K. Williford. 
Um, he's been in stuff like American Gangster, uh, Sour Grapes from like 1998, but like nothing, nothing major. I feel like I've seen him before in something. And I, I always think of, of this, like of this right here in, in Seinfeld. He's, he's another one that actually doesn't have a picture on IMDb. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, not enough part. He does look familiar. Yeah. And maybe it's because I'm just his image that shows up later is burned into my, the back of my brain. Yeah, it is. It really is. (laughs) All right. In a fantastic scene, Newman tries to interrogate Jerry about the mail fraud. He is sweating intensely. He's got himself under the hot light instead of Jerry being under the hot light. I love the the contrast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The contrast of like, the the super hot lighting on of Wayne Knight, and then you cut to Jerry, who's evenly lit. I'm quite comfortable, actually. <laughs> and Newman trying to keep pressing on stuff and asking for, like, a sip of his root beer because it's hot. Uh, this is a wonderful Newman scene. And I, I absolutely love it. But is it a reference to Basic Instinct from four years earlier where he was... He was like a DA or something in that. And he was yes. in the famous scene where exactly. she uncrosses her legs. And I think he even kind of like is the one that does the gulp or something. And yeah, so was, Sharon Stone does her whole yeah. the spread eagle thing that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's famous. But like so is but that was four years prior. Is this a reference to that, though? I think so. Okay. Um, I don't, it's not like a perfect shot for shot yeah. or at least like they're not doing quotes from it or anything. But I do think um, they're kind of pulling from that and in using very much like how they utilized Wayne Knight in JFK. Right. They're doing the same, the same thing here with basic instinct. It's, it's not a one for one, but it's like a vibe thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, we find out that, Oh, because, uh, Jerry didn't sign for the package. Uncle Leo did somehow that kind of absolves him and he gets out of the situation. I, I guess it would. Right. Cause technically he didn't sign for it. So, but and then no one knows well, who I, mailed I it, and there's no return address on it. So you know what? Because that that might show that the postal service fucked up and gave it to someone who doesn't Th- live at that address. There you go. That's that's probably it too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because he should All he right. should never have given it to Uncle Leo to begin with. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah, he gave it away. Not at not at that spot. Yeah, he's literally in the middle of the street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anybody who said <laughs> I'll sign for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kramer tries to uh, get Elaine's chart. He uh, will come back. It's kind of, well, well, I'm just going to say, he'll well, come in as Dr. Van Nostrin. Well, and there's a but. great little scene where he's like, he's about to go in. He asks her yes. for her, her, That's what he's doing. Her, her, her scarf. And he's like, Bennett, right? She's like, Oh, it's yeah, Bennis. Yeah. Like, and I love the fact that this has been eight seasons for us, eight <laughs> years. And he thought her name was Bennett, which also is funny because he thought Susan's name was Lily. Yes. Exactly. I think it's a good little tie to that. How oblivious yeah. Kramer is. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, meanwhile, Newman happens to walk by the photo place and sees Ron developing the shots and including one of those shots being Jerry with a screwdriver looking at or, you know, about to do something with the stereo one. There is no fucking way in any goddamn hell that those photos would have been developed near a. Uh, a window where the public can see them. Yeah. Because there are potentially uh, sensitive material on those photos. 
you know, uh, and, and then it's strange. And yes. So you have to like suspend your disbelief for that, which yeah. I'm like you. I'm like, he wouldn't have his back to the fucking window with no. the screen facing it. And then I, and then the, allow that. Yeah. Right. But. but then on top of it, you have to suspend the disbelief that Newman walks by at that nanosecond Perfect. at that yep. timing right there. And OK, fine. Just like in the previous episode where we were kind of like there's some, you know, at this point, we're just kind of like, have to move things along quickly and, and not really worry about it, you know? But I, I'm with you where the fact that it throws me off because I'm like, oh, it's a little bit unrealistic. It is so wildly perfect timing yeah. that it's just like, are you, you fucking shitting me? And then when I go back and think about like, this isn't even probably the role that would have been developed at this point. Right, yeah. that's It would have been like just those shots of, you know, George doing his dude war. But whatever. Uh, I'm allowing it. You got to sometimes I'm, I have a trouble sometimes. I'll. The suspending the disbelief, but I'm allowing it. I allow so. it. Yeah. So Kramer goes in as Dr. Van Nostrand. Nice little reference to Dr. Van Nostrand. Haven't seen him in a hot minute. And he's wanting Elaine's chart. Uh, but, you know, uh, can't get it. Yeah. Gets yeah. kind of thrown out because, of course, yeah. he doesn't know shit. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, George tries to get his uh, goes to in to get his pictures, but the lady doesn't have them. Uh, she doesn't know where they're at right now. Um, he thinks she's doing something with them or he, she's hiding them to, to place her own picture in it or something. As he walks out, he sees Ron in a very awkward kind of shot of Ron looking back at George. And then, uh, Sheila and Ron talk. Uh, we find out that someone took confiscated from the postal service, confiscated the pictures, which one, the cop, the postal service would have no jurisdiction. They're not a fucking, police departments they would not be able to <laughs> confiscate anything just because they say oh i'm a federal department i'll be like well fuck the right off fuck fuck off buddy you can't take anything you have no right to confiscate shit yeah um you know you're not the fbi and you're not the the local police but whatever so they confiscate something for some kind of investigation uh we cut to another awesome scene with Newman Newman giving this presentation to Jerry and George <laughs> exposing Jerry with the big prints that he's got and he's just like going at it and he even has to kind of get brained back from the other dude which is only line in the entire episode it's Newman yeah trying to like snap him back to reality <laughs> yeah but he's got these large prints uh and then you know one Kind of exposing Jerry, uh, you know, with the screwdriver or whatnot. And then, and then he's, the next one. Well, hold on. Mm. But he's like, and now he's like, I got you. And he's like, you're going to have to pay a fine. Like, it's like a small fine. Like, you <laughs> can tell small. it's not a big thing. And Jerry's like, oh, okay. Well, then okay. that's it. And that's fine. That's it, yeah. But then I love how Newman's like, oh, but that's not it. And I don't know how this pertains. Oh, okay. I do. It, it will pertain because he'll, he'll make a case. But. I love how he moves it, you know, moves that picture, and then behind it is the famous one of George doing the, you know, the growl thing or whatever. And I just love Jerry going, oh, my God. <laughs> just being blown away by George in, in all his glory. But, yeah, so so now Newman thinks that George and this other guy have this, like, mail order um, porn ring going, which is weird yes. because it was never in the mail. He stole it from the... The, the 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 one hour photo so there's well, so that's like yeah. that's conjecture like why you're i'm not mailing it to anybody like that's there's no case yes. there they're they're jumping the assumption but again they're not fucking police yeah they're, yeah <laughs> he's newman and, and of course he's, another piece of 
quote unquote perfect timing. The girl walks in. Like, yes. why is she walking to the back room? You know. But she's yeah, exactly. How did they get? How did she get to this back area and not just like wait for somebody up front? Yeah, you're right. She, I get. She went to there to try and get the photos that were somehow confiscated. She's trying to get them for this guy that she likes. I'll allow that. But yeah, she got all the way to that area, walks in, sees this uh, half naked shot of George and a half naked shot of Ron. Ron. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that Ron shot is very seductive. It is. Uh, yes. And yeah, uh, Jerry. Um, I like how Jerry quotes Kramer, the timeless art of seduction. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's pretty much the end of that. We get a little tag here at a veterinary office. Where the farm, I'm assuming it's a vet because it's pictures of animals yeah. on the wall. We uh, see a fat farmer and whatnot. And, of course, Leo, Kramer, and Elaine, who have all been basically branded as difficult Kramer because of his involvement as Dr. Van Nostren. And they can't get medical uh, help. Uh, go back to my rant on issues in the medical field of the U.S. Uh, but <laughs> I wanted to call out uh, the large farmer. Uh, was actually played by David Mandel, uh, who is a writer it, on the on Seinfeld. He was also um, when George got committed to the. Uh, he was oh. one of the guys there. Yeah, because behind the scenes, he I mean, he's a lot bigger. When they ref- when they film the behind the scenes stuff for these DVDs, he's even bigger in the. Yeah, in that he's stuff. a bigger guy already. Yeah. So he's got even bigger. Yep. Uh, I know how that is, and it sucks. Yeah. I, I've got. I've been getting bigger and bigger, man. I hate it. <laughs> Me too, buddy. Age. I wish. I, I wish I. Ha- I wish I hated alcohol. I wish I hated food. I know. You know. I wish I only loved. I only wish I loved celery. You know what? Let <laughs> me have celery and like. You know, lean chicken, and I would be. If that's all I loved. Then yay me. Um, but I don't. I love all the fucking fatty shit. And an episode that I didn't quite love, my friend. I will kick this one off. Um, okay. it's it's not bad. Don't don't get me wrong. I didn't think it was bad. I actually had fun with it, but it it asked a lot from the viewer to to yeah. just accept. A whole hell of a lot. And already that was kind of like like a hard thing for me to do to accept all the perfect circumstances that we could possibly get out of this. But on top of it, you also helped me sort of, you know, not in a bad way, but bring it down a half a notch because I think you called out some stuff that I, I think you were correct on that I didn't pick up on the first time. And it unfortunately knocked this episode down to from a three to a 2.5 art of seductions. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, we are very uh, similar uh, this week like we were last week. Um, the photo storyline I thought was funny. George trying to, you know, get his picture stuff. Yes, the timing on stuff hurt. Like the, you're right, the way that we have to just assume this shit happens so perfectly is ridiculous and accept like ex- like exactly what they're giving us. You know what I mean? But my least favorite stuff by far was the doctor storyline. Mm-hmm. I didn't give it. It just wasn't funny. I didn't find it funny really at all. Um, you know, I, I just didn't get care or care about it. And I'm just like, uh, I mean, it just it just seemed like bullshit, and I had to make this assumption that every doctor in all of New York is a complete hack. Yeah, uh, that that follows this, and they all talk to each other in this kind of way. It seemed like crap, but it wasn't. It doesn't mean it was a bad episode. 
And what really, for me, didn't mean it was a bad episode was two words. New and man. <laughs> Newman. New man. Newman. Newman was at top tier Newman in this episode for me. You know, his two great scenes, apart from that fucking cold open that I thought was useless, I didn't care for that, but I'm just kind of taking it off, putting it away, and not really having it uh, associate. But, like, overall, I don't think it helped the episode. Yeah. Um, but Newman, with his interrogation, was hilarious. Newman, with the large prince, get again, doing his, like, angry stuff. I loved it. So, I honestly, if it wasn't for my uh, adoration of Newman, I would have dropped this an entire point. Mm. And honestly, I think it should be an entire point, probably lower than what I've got. But his performance, Wayne Knight's performance, makes it a three out of five difficult patients. Yeah. No, I'm, I I think that's completely valid, dude. He was yeah. a lot of fun in it. Like, I, I totally yeah. get that. But yeah, yeah. So you would so. have actually, so wait, so did it start? Start, what did you start at the episode? No, I I actually didn't adjust okay, it. At all. Okay, okay. I kept okay. it at three, but I'm just saying like it would almost uh, like our discussion almost knocked it down. But then the fact Newman was in it brought right, it back. You're literally, okay. Okay. I, I even even talking with you, I was like, eh, do I drop it at two point five? But I'm like, no, man, Newman was great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but it's because of Newman. Yeah, and he is part of the episode, and so I love that aspect. And if it, he saves the episode, otherwise it's a subpar episode. And you know what I love as much as Adam loves Newman. I love the Blast From Our Past podcast. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah, the Blast From Our Past podcast is a podcast where me and my brother talk about all things nostalgia. We talk about movies, TV shows. We do fan castings. We do top 10 reviews. And we do album reviews all on the Blast From Our Past podcast. Uh, from our podcast, from our past, things that we love. And I know things that Corey loves is a little bit wonkier, a little bit weirder, <laughs> a little bit things that you would watch after dark, if you would oh. say. It's podcasting after dark, Corey. Tell everybody about that. Oh, my. Good call. Well, seeing as how, Adam, you and I are like five weeks ahead, I have no clue what we're reviewing right now. But I guarantee it's something gross. It's probably got boobs in it. And it was probably rated R. <laughs> and it's probably from the <laughs> 80s. So if you love weird-ass cult movies from the 80s, like, you know, from beyond, scanners, weird shit like that, then you're going to love podcasting after dark. But if you love nostalgia as a whole, you're going to love every single show on the BFOP network. You are going to love Action Action Podcast. You're going to love Talking Back Podcast. You're going to love Throwback Trivia Takedown. And you're going to love People Don't Forget. And of course, if you love us, you will love Cartwright Presents Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's right. Adam and I right now are, I think we're balls deep into season three. Balls deep, baby. We are like, you know, at least one testicle in. We're dipping the second one in soon. <laughs> and we're having an absolute blast. So get on over to patreon.com slash cartwright. Join the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier. You will also get access to every single episode of Cartwright. And you'll get access to every single episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's uh, nothing but a Larry David, Jerry Seinfeld love fest over there. That's right. That's how we do at the Beef Up Network. That's right, baby. And we'll catch you next week on the Patreon-exclusive episode, The Fatigues.
everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? I'm um, sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. <laughs> 